Perak Zion Mishnah Hey. Hey, it Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yochum Ish Hadar, Al Klol Shel Chatas. Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yochum, the leader of Hadar, they, they both testified on this Kolol Shel Chatas. Kolol is a kad, an earthenware jug, Shabbatoka, that inside the jug is Afar Para Adum, is the ashes of the Para Aduma that they would use to spritz on people that were tummy, tummy mace, to make them tar. And they bring down here that the targum of Kada al Sheikh with a jug on her shoulder, the targum of this Pasuk that can be found in Vrashis is Vikulsa al Kisva. So that's where the word Kalal comes from. So this jug that has the Afer, the Paradum inside of it, Shinasano al Gabi Hasharat, that was placed on top of a Sharat. Even the klicheres is on the from its exterior, from migabai, only from its interior. Nevertheless, shuhu tamei, Nevertheless, the afer, the ashes inside of it, are going to be tamei. And Masech the Parah teaches that this klal shalchatas that touches the sherets is actually tar, but the afer is going to be tar, according to the to everybody. So, how does that answer up with our Mishnah? Not just that it touched it, but if you placed the Kalal, this earthenware jug, on top of the Sharetz, Al-Gabe Sharetz, here there's a Machlokas between Rebbe Yezer and the Chamim. Rebbe Yezer is Metar, the Afer. Since the Kli is Tahar, the Afer inside is also Tahar. The Chamim said, no, the Afer is Tameh. Why? Because the Torah says, the Asaf Ishtar is Afer Hapara, a tar man will gather the Afer the Para, and he'll place it outside the camp in a Makum Tar. Since the Kad, this jug was placed on top of a Sheretz, the Afer is not placed in a Makum Tar. And therefore the Chavim hold that even though that the actual jug, the goof, the body of the jug, is not becoming tummy, because Klicheres, does not become Tamei Mbikabai from its outside. The Tamei has to come in contact with the inside of the Kli. Therefore, the Kli Kharis remains Tahar, Vitarhu. Uh, Nevertheless, the Afer inside the Kli is going to be Tamei. Hail the Ainu Munach Makam Tar, since it's not being placed in a Makam Tar like the Pasuk over here says. And the Mishnah is coming to teach us that Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yakim are testifying like the Das of the Chachamim. This is interesting, you could ask as a, as a trivia, Torah trivia. Where do you find that a jug that touches Tumah remains Tahar, yet that which is inside of it becomes Tameh? And this is the case. It's a machlokas, but according to the Chamim, and according to Yeshua and Yaakov that are testifying like the Chamim, uh, it, 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 you, you see that this jug, that this special halacha, has to be outside the camp of Makam Tahar, if it's placed directly on a Sharetz. So granted, if it touches a Sharetz, it's still Tahar. But if it's placed on top of a Sharetz, the jug remains Tahar, but now the Afer inside of it will become Tame. Very, very unique scenario. The Mishnah continues. Hey, Rabbi Papias. Rabbi Papias testified on one who accepts upon himself two sets of Naziris. For example, he said, Behold, I'm Nazar, two Naziruses. And we had learned that Astam Naziruses will be for 30 days. So now this fellow, his din is that he has to count 30 days, and then he's Megalechi shaves on the 31st day and brings his Karbanos. Then he begins to count again immediately his second Naziris. Then he'll shave at the end of the second Naziris, the Hainu, on the 61st day. Because the thirtieth day, the thirty-first day, is the thirty-first day 
uh, goes towards the accounting of the second and the zeros. So that's what should be done. However, we Papis testified, She'im Gilach Yom Shloshim. If this fellow uh, did it, the shaving of the first Aziris on the 30th day, so as we learned in Aziris, one who says, Harani Nazir, behold, I am a Nazir, Yom Shloshim Vechad, he has to shave on the 31st day in order that he has a complete 30 day Naziris. Now, what did this fellow do? He shaved on the, on the uh, again, Person who accepts Naziris upon himself, he has to shave on the 31st day, right, so that he has a full 30 days of Naziris. Now, what did this fellow do? He was Gilach Yom Shloshim. He started shaving on the 30th day. So, if he does shave on the 30th day, he's going to be Yotze Bidi Yevet. Why? Because Mitzas Yem part of a day is like a full day. After he begins counting his second Naziris on the 30th day, the din is that he can actually start shaving his second Naziris on the 60th day, not on the 61st, not on the 61st. Because the 60th day will be the 31st day uh, for his second Naziris. Now you can shave on the 60th day, because since he shaved on the 30th day, which was not but he did it, so the 30th day is part of the day is like a whole day. Therefore, he fulfilled his first Naziris. He can start counting his second Naziris. The second Naziris will be done on the 60th day instead of the 61st day in this scenario. And therefore, you can shave on the 60th day. Now, if he shaved the second Naziris, Yom Shishim Chaser Echad, if he shaved on the second cycle of Naziris, on day 60 minus 1, so which day 59 technically, which would be the 30th day to the counting of the second Naziris. So again, like we explained, the 30th day of the first set of Naziris technically is Ololo Minhaminyan. Meaning Lakan Ulakan the Hainu. The thirtieth day Shaosium is Ologam Bimin Zeros of Ashniya. It counts towards the second Naziris. The Nimsu comes out that the Shloshim in the thirtieth day of the second Naziris, Nigmar will be completed on Shishim Chasar Echad on day fifty nine. If he shaves on the sixty day sixtieth day minus one, meaning the fiftieth ninth day, it'll be Yotze Bidiyavid. Comes out that that thirtieth day is counting towards the first Naziris and is counting towards the beginning of the second Naziris as well. This would be with the Ebed, but nevertheless, uh, it would work, and this is what Rabbi Papias is coming to testify on. And Mishnah Vav, Mishnah Vav can be found in Masechah Tamura, Paragil Mishnah Aleph, and there it teaches that a Vlad of a Karban Shlomim, the baby of a Karban Shlomim, Harihu Kishlomim has the same Malach of the Karban Shlomim itself. Ella, Shnechakil, the Machlokot in Rebbe and the Chachamim, if we're Makriv the Karban Shlomim uh, or not. The Makrivim also a Karban Shlomim, meaning are we Makriv the Vlad like its mother as a Karban Shlomim or not? So says the Mishnah. Heir of Yeshua, Rabbi Papias, Avlad Shishlamim, Shikar Shlamim. Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Papias testified on Avlad, the baby of a Karban Shlamim, that is brought as a Karban Shlamim like its own mother itself. Makrivim as Avlad Karban Shlamim. Rabbi Yezer, or because Rabbi Yezer said otherwise. Rabbi Yezer said that no, the Vlad of the Shlamim is lo Yikar Shlamim. We don't bring it as a Karban Shlamim. So according to Bishuvan and Papias, just like your mark of the mother, your mark of the baby, but according to Rabbi Yezer, granted your mark of the mother, but you're not mark of the baby. So what do you do with the baby coin to Eliezer? Cleanse the kippah. Bring it into the refuse, into the barn, with ultimate food and drink until it dies from hunger. 
And Rabbi Eliezer's reasoning is, Shim Nemar if, if we say this is the Kana to the Vlad, and you can bring this to Kabbalah Shlamim, we're concerned that maybe a person he'll delay he'll delay the animal that he said he'll bring as a carbon shlamim in order that it should give birth and then who want to raise from it flock and he'll be over and that's what the Torah says when you make it to Hashem do not delay from fulfilling your nether it's a love and therefore he's going to be delaying until the animal gives birth and because he's doing so, because he wants to raise flock, he'll, he won't bring his carbon on time. He'll be over this lava, not to delay your nether. So therefore, he said, Rebbe says, the baby's going to die. Lock it up in the barn and let it to starve and die so that one does not come to delay the bringing of the actual carbon that he originally uh, uh, accepted upon himself to give to, to bring the mother. Uh, or, last one, be michshal bein time, be iser gizav avoda. Last one starts shearing his animal, or making his animal work, like we've learned earlier with regards to Inyan and Bukhar, and Parakei Mishtavav. So to avoid these uh, concerns, Rabbi Yezer holds that the baby is locked up in the barn. You can't actually kill it with your hands. It's a carbon, but just let it starve, and you're passively letting it die to avoid this gezerah. The Chum say that no, Yikrav, Makrav, the Vlad, just like the Yomakrav, the Karmish Shalom itself. And we're not Gezerim that maybe you can delay Shema Yisha as a behema. You'll delay in bringing its mother as a carbon in order that it should give birth first, and then you'll be over in the lives that we mentioned. No, we're not concerned. And if Yeshua Papis testified like the Chachamim. And Amr be Papias, and he made Shahayislanu para Zivchishlam. We actually had a para for a carbon Shlamim. We brought it and ate it, the ate its basa on, on, on Pesach in its appropriate time. And then we ate its Vlad on Shivuas, the very next Yamtiv. Shakravnu also we brought it as a carbon Shlamim and we ate its basa on Chag Shivuas. To fulfill that which the Pasuk says, that the first regal that you come to Yushalayim, bring all of Yunadarim that are upon you and, uh, and, and fulfill Yunadarim. So therefore, Rabbi Papas is supporting his opinion. He brought the mother on Pesach, he brought the, the, the baby on Shavuot, and did everything correctly. So Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Papias side with Achamim and not with Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Papias brings a story to prove his point.